What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, the one and only, Mr. 360, Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show, or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. On this episode of the TSK Show, Tyler and I discuss some of the headlines in the NBA as we get closer to the playoffs. We also compare the current NBA standings to what we predicted they would be before the season started. Also, the Big Three is coming back for its third season this summer, and some big names have entered the draft pool for this year. So Tyler and I discuss some of the names that uh, you could potentially see this summer uh, on the Big Three. Also, be sure to listen until the end of the show so you can learn how to enter the TSK Show March Madness Bracket Challenge, where you have the opportunity to win a $25 Visa gift card. So yeah, let's uh, let's start the show. Welcome to the sports kingdom. So what's up, Duke? What's good, man? Well, I'm not really too thrilled to be here right now. I I was kind of hoping to come into recording tonight uh, in a little better of a mood, but uh, the Lakers just continue to disappoint me, and I don't really know what to do with myself. Snoop selling his box tickets for five bucks. Dude, <laughs> he went off on that video. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Hey, man, rightfully so. I mean, he made, I, he, made he made Laker fans feel like it was okay to be pissed about this. Very, very much so. And flee. It's okay. Flee last night. From flee? the flee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Never heard of them. Are you shitting? Are you shitting me? No, I've heard. Of course, I've heard of them. Well, I'm just making sure. Dude, he on Twitter last night, and I definitely agreed with his sentiments. Hold on, I'm trying to find it right now. It is. Where is it? Oh man, this is a horrible way to start the show. You're looking for Flea's info? Yes, found it. All right, cool. He said on Twitter last night after the game, after they lost to the Clippers, mind you, the Lakers are now 30 and 34, five and a half games out of the eighth seed. They've lost three games in a row to the Bucks which in a game they could have won, uh, had multiple opportunities to win the game, and then they lost to the Suns in an absolute disaster of a game, losing to the worst team in the NBA. Uh, it was completely embarrassing, and I have a little bit of, little bit of inside information uh, on what happened after the Suns game for the Lakers. And then they lost last night to their arena mates, the Los Angeles Clippers. But after the game, Flea, the lead guitarist for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, tweeted, Dear at Lakers, why do you do this to me? Do you realize there are fans out here that really care? This is seven years of this shit. Are you just going to get more one-year contracts in pursuit of a star? I don't give a shit about a star. Build a team that loves and plays together. 
Yeah, I mean, okay, but that sound that sounds all good, but it's not that simple. No, you know not mean? at all. I but get, I get what he's saying. I mean, he's frustrated, and it's been a it's been a long stretch, no doubt. They've they've made some mistakes, but they've made some good calls too. Well, one one bad call that uh, a certain player on the Lakers uh, he he wears. They, I mean, they had to live out Kobe's reign. You know what I mean? So. They probably held on to that a year or two longer, and that set them back. And then, once you become a young team, you kind of you kind of go into that tank mode where you rebuild. Well, I w- I mean, I wasn't even gonna go there, but I'm I'm more talking about what happened after after the Phoenix Suns game. That uh, I got some information from someone that they saw with their own two eyes. LeBron James at a club in Hollywood Saturday night in L.A. After the Suns game, yeah, and Stephen A. had sources saying he took the first bus out of the arena, didn't talk to any media. I don't think, just left the arena. Probably got on the first PJ out yeah. of Phoenix. Probably didn't even take the team plane. Was at the club Saturday night after the loss to the <laughs> worst team in the NBA. And when I heard that, I was so upset. Yeah, well, but anyways, that that's what happened off the court, uh, which kind of got me upset. But on the court. Uh, a lot of people, uh, and I said this on Twitter last night, a lot of people are saying LeBron needs to sit and just call it a season and rest and the Lakers need to tank and all of that. And I completely disagree. In, in my opinion, he needs to play every single game the rest of the way, unless obviously he gets hurt. If he's hurt, obviously don't play. You, mm-hmm. you got to be healthy. You got you got three more years left on this deal uh, to to make this right and win a championship here in Los Angeles and bring this city what you promised them. Yeah. Um, but he needs to play every game the rest of the way, barring injury. And if this is how it's going to be and the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs, he needs to suffer through that. But if not, he needs to play like the GOAT a lot of y'all say he is and carry this team to the playoffs. Yeah, I do, I don't think he will shut it down, and I don't think he should shut it down. I think well, he he came out today and said he's not going to play barring injury, or yeah, he is yeah, going to play barring injury. Yeah, I think I I kind of expect him to do that. I don't think he's the type that would sit because like to give up on a season. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that's in him, and uh, I don't know. That's just a weird. Uh, that's just a weird thought. I just I don't understand where that came from. You know, I guess people are just speculating like. Shutting down building for well, the future, I think it's, but I think it's just that tanking culture in the yeah, NBA now. Yeah, it's just like they're still in the playoff hunt. Yeah, it's going to be a tough go of it, but the I mean, the West gotta, is tight. The West is tight. They got to win like twelve or thirteen out of their last eighteen, <laughs> uh, and which is, I mean, which is extremely tough. But LeBron could win ten games in a row, no doubt. Um, he could, but he could, but I mean, right now it's looking like they're not going to just because yeah. of the body language of the team. It just seems like they're already defeated. Um, yeah, I'm but I, I just that's just LeBron would never sit. I just don't think that that's even an option. No, not even like the last game of the season. I don't think he would sit. Yeah, I don't. I I don't. I I said it like. I didn't think this episode was going to be a continuation of the conversation yeah, yeah, last week yeah. that we had. No, no, but they've been doing so poorly that yeah, you know, that's that's kind of just the talk of the league right now is LeBron's about to miss the playoffs for the first time since his rookie year or second year in the league or whatever I think it's it was. since like 07. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, that's, that's crazy to think that the Lakers are in this position. 
um, when they were projected and Vegas. But as far as like the the like him, you know, his distractions and stuff, and him off the court, I just. I think a lot of players are doing a lot of shit off the court. No, uh, and I'm and yeah. I just think he's responsible enough to where he takes care of business. I he hasn't done enough. I mean, I'm definitely worried as a fan, but he hasn't done anything yet to like really think that he's completely like falling off. Yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, he, yeah, he, like he is responsible enough to like go out and handle himself and still get you know get it done now. The, since the all-star break all of his play has not you know backed up what i'm saying but uh i i don't know i just i can't give up on him quite yet no and i mean he said multiple times like throughout this season and going into the season once he signed with the lakers that he knew going into this it was not going to be smooth sailing but right now it's time to put up or shut up and get the business done yeah and you know he does he wants to he wants to be held responsible for his actions that's why he has to be yeah that's why i don't think he'll sit i you know it just i don't think that's thoughts ever cross his mind yeah i mean i'm trying to keep the faith in the lakers making the playoffs because they are not mathematically no, I mean, eliminated yet no but i mean right now it's it's super super tough it's but it's, it's not, getting it's, really hard to defend not, them it's not impossible um but it's gonna be really really tough yeah um the late the, the the last two losses were kind of the nail in the coffin yeah, that that nail uh, is pretty much almost in there. Yeah, because I mean they win those two games. It's a huge game over the Clippers, and then they're at five hundred. Exactly. So now you're looking at you know you're right there. You're right knocking on the door. Yeah, and Brandon Ingram has been on a tear since uh, the All Star break, and all of a sudden he was listed as questionable for the game, and then all of a sudden he's not playing. Uh, he was a late scratch in a really surprising manner. Uh, he had a, some shoulder tightness, and hopefully he's going to be okay. He's listed as questionable currently for the game tomorrow against the Nuggets. And then during the game, Kyle Kuzma sprained his ankle. Uh, he had x-rays and an MRI today, and everything came back negative. Uh, he's currently listed as day-to-day. Uh, but once again, the injury bug has, has bit two Lakers yeah. at the worst possible time. Yeah, LeBron and LeBron and Lonzo's injuries, I think, are the difference. I think those. I don't things. think at this point, I don't think we're going to see Lonzo the rest of the year. Yeah, that's too bad. I I hate to think that. I hate, I hate that, to think it too. And it's tough that he's suffered two major injuries in back to back years. Now I I hope that's not who he is because he's so important, and he's taken a big. He took a big step this year with his game. I I felt. I f- I mean, yeah, in the limited amount of time that we saw him, I definitely mm-hmm. think he took a jump. Uh. In his, like, in his progression. Yeah. And he and he's a guy that I think is mature, uh, you know, further than his age. 100%. Um, he does everything outside of maybe scoring the rock and shooting a high, high percentage. Um, he does everything. He helps that team so much. So that, that – I don't want to put any excuses on why the Lakers haven't been winning because at the end of the day – No, they got to get the job done. Yeah, and I think that there's like – you know, there's a ton of different ways you can blame their season. I mean, there's ownership. There's – coaching there's star players and then there's the role players yeah you could you could any at throughout the entire year i think all four have been blamed oh I, this know, is Ro- this rob rob plink and magic have definitely gotten heat um luke walton for sure is getting heat and he i think is going to be end up being the scapegoat yeah uh, unfortunately lebron has definitely gotten heat 
And then now, you know, now the everybody, role players everybody are else is getting heat. And um, I definitely think that one of the things they need to do, as far as like my only beef with uh, Luke Walton is just not being able to figure out the rotation. Yes, I want hundred percent. I'm I'm like one hundred percent defend him. I hope we keep him, and I don't think he's the issue. Exactly. I w- uh, pl- coaching LeBron is tough. Like that's the hardest job in the NBA. So. He's not really like he's being he's being, you know, kind of like held back a, a, a little bit in that sense. Yeah, I think I mean, but he's got to figure out the rotation. Like yeah. you got LeBron for X amount of minutes. What figure out everything else. And uh, I think he's just playing the wrong players. I, I just don't understand. Well, and that goes to Magic and Palinka signing the wrong players this offseason. Yeah, which. And wrong players, I think they're good, but it's just we haven't got them in the right. I like all the play players. Like I, all, as yeah. individuals go down the list, I like all the pieces. Right. But they all the pieces like, sound good, but they haven't meshed. They haven't, they haven't figured it out. Um, I think playing Muscala uh, more minutes over Tyson is That's, the wrong move. Um, I think Josh Hart. I don't blame in the rotation. I think he's hurt. He is hurt. So that's like his disappearance but he's still playing as hard as he possibly exactly exactly so that's like cool he's still ending up in like the plus and the plus minus even when everybody else is in the minus and so that's cool you know but he's another guard that another ball handler um a rondo alonzo a josh hart all been injured uh even like lebron um but then it's like Bullock's. I don't understand. Like I, I like Bullock's game. He's a Tar Heel. I don't think. I don't, I don't think Bullock and KCP are around next year. He, he's not a. I just don't understand why the big minutes. Why starting him like right away? But maybe he's trying. It, it was out. just trying to get him integrated. I think you got to play the players that want to be on the court with LeBron, and that's Rondo, and that's Lance, and that's. Jamel. Well, here's the here's here's one but of my biggest issues. None of those guys are the young guys. Yeah, here's my here's and my biggest issue is that is not a talented enough lineup to throw out there. No, you but know, you throw a Kuz or a Bi with those four, you're still pretty average. You gotta, you gotta have at all times at least one or two of right now because Lonzo is out, LeBron, Bi, and Kuz on the floor at all times. Yeah, for sure. And that hasn't happened. And they're trying to, they're trying to start all three, and it's just really tough because you're either like not having a center, you know what I mean? You're rolling with two guards in those three, so LeBron's playing center essentially or or you're playing those three with like a point guard in a center yeah and it's it's kind of a weird it's a weird dynamic but i like it because i like bi at a guard way better than i like bi at like the three yeah definitely the four but like like you were saying this has been a complete organizational fail from top to bottom there's blame to be thrown around for everybody yeah no those those four major phases of the lakers Supporting the support players, LeBron, uh, Polinka and Magic, and then Luke Walton, those four. Well, and then at the end of the day, you really do have to include the fifth as the injury bug. Because at the end of the day, not having that, your best that players. Is, that bug, but that bug, I think, is more a reference to their record. Whereas, like, dude, the, the state of the franchise is oh. as far well, then, that, yes. that's the blame on like the bigger. That's the blame stuff. on this season it's like specifically. Everything, you know what I mean? It's um, but no, like like you were saying, they definitely have a good enough team to be in the playoffs. Hundred percent, even without the, even with the injuries, they we were be twenty in the and fourteen and fourth in the West at Christmas before LeBron got hurt. 
Yeah, and even in January, you know, they were up like three games over five hundred, uh, yeah. which is good in the West. But they've they're they're two and five since the All Star game. Yeah, which is awful. But this, I, I'm thinking thirteen wins out of of eighteen is like the only chance. And even then, I think it's going to be slim. Well, yeah, because they're about to go on a five game road trip. Where yeah, they play the likes of New York and Detroit, Detroit and, Chicago, and Chicago, but they also got to play Milwaukee and Toronto. and Toronto. That is a wild road trip. I'm looking at it right now. Man. Yeah, so they got to play. It's set, It's seven days, seven calendar days. Yeah, it's five, five games, games in seven days. Five games and seven nights. And they got to go to, in what's what's the Sh- order? It, it goes, they go to Chicago, Toronto, Detroit, back-to-back, and then New York and Milwaukee. Chicago, Detroit's a back-to-back. The Toronto, Detroit is a back-to-back. Oh, it goes Chicago, Toronto, Detroit, New York, Milwaukee, and that that Toronto, Detroit is back-to-back. But I mean, at least you're getting Detroit in the back-to-back rather than Toronto. Oh, so Detroit is the second night of the back-to-back. Yep, Chicago, Toronto, Detroit, New York, okay. Milwaukee. All right. Well, okay. So you're saying they got to win 13 out of out of their last 18. Yeah, at least. I mean, even then, it's not like they're going to be a shoe-in because San Antonio is seven games over 500. Yeah. Um, if they win 13 games, they're 43 wins. And uh, and San Antonio is 36 right now. Oh, jeez. So that would mean San Antonio would have to go 7-11 and 11 to tie. Yeah. But... I mean, the the only hope is the, is the Clippers. Yeah, that they're that they're like you know they just have play, to f- the bottom just has get, to fall out. They get out, you know, matched. And losing to the Lakers last or beating the Lakers last night is not a good way to to start that. No, they needed they they needed that win. That's a huge momentum gainer. Yeah. Now, if the Lakers don't make the playoffs, this offseason just got that much more important. And I kind of want to look ahead. Uh, since we've kind of spent last week and now most of right now talking about the present and what's going on with the Lakers. Um, we I kind of want to look to the future with Magic made the promise that if he doesn't get two max free agents over the next two years, he would step down. And we talked about, and I think something that has to do with that and has to do with Luke Walton and we talked a little bit about it last week. We talked a little bit about it already tonight. It's getting harder and harder to see Luke Walton as part of the solution. And one of the keys, in my opinion, to landing a big-name free agent is having a coach in place already, especially one with a specific identity or play style that that free agent could identify with or would like to maybe play in. And I think Luke needs to be fired immediately after the season is over whether they make the playoffs or not, once the season is over, Luke is gone, in my opinion. Because you have to have a coach in place by the draft before free agency starts. So all those free agents know, going into July 1st, what your team's style of play is and what the identity of your team is. So Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be tough hiring a coach with, with LeBron, I think. I don't know. It's... Uh, there's not going to be much better, you know, much better. I don't know if you're going to get some big name that's going to attract a free free agent. I don't know if a certain style of play is going to change it um, because Luke Walton definitely plays the style 
of you know the future you know futuristic style the right. up-tempo running gun you know one big or small center even um offense hey, and listen, uh, who, no one's gonna want to coach lebron you you got to just assume that lebron's gonna overpower his coach because he always does like you could bring in freaking anybody i mean anybody of anybody um the best coaches ever Popovich, freaking Bill Belichick could come coach the Lakers. <laughs> like he's gonna overtake, he's gonna overtake him. Um, so I think you gotta roll with what you got and keep, keep to the plan and stick to an identity and stick to some sort of chemistry. I just think like if they blow up the roster and only keep like four or five of these guys and change the coach, it's God. Next year could just go the same way. I completely agree, and that's that's why I hope. I think you need to keep like ten of these guys and bring back the coach, and then you're only adding, you know, a superstar, another superstar, a draft pick, and like a free agent or two. Yeah, I mean, definitely the constant state of flux with the Lakers roster over the last few years has been, I think, one of the main core but, issues. But they've done well at keeping the young players for the most part. Right, it's I mean, all those yeah. role players that have been interchangeable that yeah. haven't been able to create a chemistry they with keep, the young players. They keep hitting on the draft, and um, I think that you know, they've they've done a good job of being able to keep them out. They have. I mean, Lonzo, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Kuzma. And to, even to, to be able to keep those four, I mean, they lost. They lost four. Well, yeah, and look at the players that aren't on the Lakers anymore that they drafted, and look how well they're doing. Okay, well, I mean, D'Angelo is having a good year for sure. Definitely having a big step, like in his. Well, career and Julius year. is having a career year too. Julius Randle, Larry Nance, and Jordan well, Clarkson are doing those, fine on the on the guys, Cavs. See, uh, they're doing fine I, on the Cavs. That's where I gotta leave it. It's like, yeah, those two though are like the ones you would wouldn't mind getting rid of of all of the guys like yes those the two are at the bottom of the, of the last 10 players we drafted it's like those two zubach thomas bryant those are like the four guys that you wouldn't you don't but right now yeah, i wish we kept zubach over muscala yeah, i like all those guys that i named i like all four of those guys but you gotta lose somebody you know that um so i think we've been able to keep the right guys in that sense obviously i wish we had julius randall D'Angelo's turned out to be good, but you you can't keep everybody. No, I think we've been we we hit on Kuzma, we hit on Ingram, and Ball no, we've hit on all these guys. And Josh Hart. Uh, um, so I hope we just keep those that young core. We keep LeBron. We keep a couple more of these role players, a Rondo and a Lance, maybe. You know, as no, a role I don't player. know. I think they're gone. I think yeah, both those prob- guys are gone. No, they probably are. But like, I'm. I mean, more in the sense that like, I need like nine of these guys, ten of these guys to come back and be like, or you know, Mo Wagner and uh, Mo Wagner's for sure going to be back, um, just because he has a rookie contract. Yeah. So that's you know, now you're at like six players. You keep a couple more role players. I just. Going back to Luke, uh, we just need one. We just need we just need to be not in. You know the injuries didn't yeah. help, and like add one more superstar, and we're really going to be a talented team. Well, it's hopefully this season doesn't deter any superstars from not coming here. It for sure has. Nobody wants hundred percent. Nobody wants to go play for the Lakers right now. Yeah, but go, going back to Luke real quick is I hope, like he I hope he gets. I hope he has the chance to come back, but. I hope the Lakers give him the opportunity to win his job back. Because at, at this point right now, I don't see him getting his job back. 
No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think odds are Lakers don't make the playoffs this year. Odds are I think if they Luke make the Wal- I think if they make the playoffs, he's gone too. Luke Wal- odds are Luke Walton is um is gonna be out and odds are this whole team's gonna be fucking slashed. Probably. But I just I'm just not looking forward to that. I, I just hope that, that does that's not the narrative. Well, one thing that could save this team from being slashed is if they don't make the playoffs and they somehow end up in like the twelve or thirteen slot in the Western Conference and they, they find them find themselves in that chunk of percentage where they might not have like the best percentage to get a top three pick, but if they land in like the, the twelve or the thirteen, they have like a thirty two percent chance at like a top four pick. Yeah. That's and an even better chance at like an even top seven pick. And this this draft and could then, be very deep. And then that's when, you know, that's if something's crazy like that, which that would be horrible. But if that happened then a, a I don't know how horrible that would be because that helps the that helps the cause of landing a big name free agent. Because that's an asset you could trade away. Well, and it's another asset on the team you know well yeah because you you can draft right if you hit get a stud you get a stud in the draft and you get a superstar and you have lebron and you keep a couple more then all of a sudden you're stacked watch just it entertain me for a second (laughs) entertain me for a second let's say lakers miss the playoffs and they end up with the number two overall draft pick yeah just by the luck of the draw, the ping pong balls end yeah. up with the Lakers at the number two draft pick. Yeah. And Phoenix has the number one draft pick. Yeah. And because of all the dysfunction going on over there in the Valley of the Sun, they somehow fuck it up and they don't want to take Zion because of his injury problems. No, they're taking Zion. Listen, listen. Entertain me, I said. Entertain that, me. Entertain me. Uh, well, what? You, so you're saying what? If, like that's basically what if you can get Zion? Yes. Well, I mean, obviously that would be cool, but then it's just like, then you have another, it's already a lot, it's already tough to start Ingram, LeBron, and Kuzma. It would be just damn near impossible to start those four guys together. But, hey. Another forward, we do not need forwards. We need guards, and we need centers. I completely agree. But when you have a chance to get Zion Williamson? No, of course, but that's just not, that's not going to happen. Well, I said entertain me for a minute. I know, I know, but. Zion's not coming anywhere near the Lakers. Well, you never know. But I mean, listen, what if the Lakers end up in the lottery and they have like a top five or a top seven pick, this draft is gonna be pretty deep and there's gonna be yeah, a solid get- chance to get a, a very NBA ready type prospect yeah. on your team. Yeah, 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 yeah. And who knows what the Lakers front office would do with that type of asset. Yeah, no, they're going to definitely get a shot at it, but I hope that's not the case. Yeah. So another team that is three and seven in their last 10 games, like the Lakers, it's their bitter rival, the Boston Celtics. And Kyrie Irving keeps having these spats uh, with the media as speculation of where he'll be playing next year heats up and, he said, uh, I believe it was yesterday uh, after the Celtics game, that uh, I'll, I'll, read, I'll just read the quote. He said, uh, quote, I didn't really come into this game to have cameras in my face, be famous, be a celebrity. I wanted those things when I was younger, but now I just want to play basketball at a very high level. 
What do you what do you think of these statements? I fucking hate Kyrie Irving in the media, dude. <laughs> I hate him. He's like my least favorite person in the media. Yeah, I mean, you know how like how awesome Marshawn Lynch is to the media. Like that's the <laughs> fucking o- exact opposite version of. And Marshawn Lynch says maybe three words to the media, and no, he's great and with like, them. I, and that's not even yeah. And there's guys that are good with the media that actually talk. That's not necessarily good. Right. Um, no. I, but dude, I've I'm I just Kyrie is so annoying. I just. I think he's just dr- drama. He he wants attention. He's weird. Uh, he's got some weird like angles at it. Obviously, he has beef with the media, which is understandable. But it's like, dude, you don't get to pick and choose the aspects of being a rich, super young superstar. Like, dude, is in mid twenties. Yeah, it's like when you go when you and, enter and, the NBA, you know what you're signing up for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And want it, not wanting it now, and just wanting to play basketball. It's like that's good, but. You have every, you have every resource to just make basketball your life. And to be perfect, you don't have to be. You don't have to like. Yeah, you sign a contract. Like you got, you have to deal with the media it, when you're in the stadium. But outside of the stadium, you don't have to fuck. You can, you can work around it. I know that these people are like hounded and followed and all this crazy shit. But you're Kyrie Irving. You're one of the highest paid players in the NBA. Like, no one feels bad for you. Like, yeah, it, like the media crosses the line and and agitates them. But that's their job. They're trying. They're making pennies to your dollar. And, and, and here's the thing with all of the 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 free agent speculation that the media does with Kyrie Irving and with other players. The only people they have to blame for that is themselves and the players that came before them. It's just it's just how the it's just how it is. It's how the world is in any profession, in any sort of success level. Um, in any different, you know, different lane. Um, that's how that's how it works. And especially when you're a pro basketball player, you play for the Boston Celtics, and you're an all-pro caliber player. You, it's, it's like that's how it is. Yeah, he's one of the, he's one of the biggest stars. And in you're the compensated world. well for it. You know what I mean? You probably don't get enough money for what you have to deal with, but you're compensated pretty well for it. And uh, you, you just you just sound, I don't know. I just it's distasteful to hear that. You know yeah. what I mean? So, all right, with all that being said, where do you think Kyrie ends up next year? Um, I think he's going to go to the Knicks. You think so <laughs> which makes absolutely no sense for him after making this sort of statement. No, exactly. But he don't make sense. Well, touche, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I get it. He's like going through this phase where he's maturing. I called LeBron, like I get it now. Like I used to want to be famous. River. It's like, well, and it's just like, dude, that's fine. And like, it's cool that like you're maturing as a person and all this, you're, you know, finding yourself, but you just, he just sounds, I don't know. It's not anything that I'm a fan of the way he goes about it and the way he talks about it to the media. You know, he feels their fire and you, he, he tries to be like this, you know, I would say stay woke, you know, super intelligent guy. It's well spoken, and so he likes to punk the media, and that's and that's all good. But I don't don't be coming looking for sympathy. Yeah. You so know, what that's happens? What you're doing when you're talking? You know, oh, I wish I wasn't famous anymore. You know. What happens if he says to Boston, "I'm." He's in a movie, like a year. <laughs> He's ago. got another one coming out. That's uh, it's. I don't know. So what happens if he says to Boston, "I'm declining my player option. I'm going to become an unrestricted free agent." He's for sure leaving. Well, yes, I think he's leaving. Yeah. Too. What happens if the Lakers pursue him? It'd be dope. I'd take him on. 
Okay, so what happens to the guard dynamic? Well, you, I mean, you, you got to get rid of, you get rid of Lonzo. I, I mean, I would hope not. I'd hope that they could just play him together. I, uh, yeah, I would love for that. But you know, just because I think Lonzo's a versatile player, um, can definitely guard the two. Yeah, yeah, um, he's big he, enough to guard he, the two. And he plays defense so well that, uh, you know, I think I think that there's room for them um, now. Do I think that's likely? No. No, I don't think it's likely either. Um, but in my world, that would be sick. I would hope that that would go down. I would like to keep Lonzo. I think that they could definitely coexist. Yeah, Ky- in a perfect Kyrie world, Lonzo, Kyrie and Lonzo could definitely coexist. But I'd be stoked getting a Kyrie Irving. You know, just <laughs> no. Like, I mean, who wouldn't he? I, he's just like just like LeBron. Like I, you know, it's just. When you can get a guy like that, you take him. You exactly. Know, did we necessarily want LeBron? No. Not we, all of us. No. We we liked our young team and it was in the and it was exciting and we were building it. Um, but at the end of the day, I still will just be like, yeah, I'll take him. Yeah. At, at the time, at especially the time, in free agency. At the time, he's the best player in the world. Like they didn't trade away their entire franchise to get him. Yeah. No, know? they didn't have to give up anything to get him. Yeah. They, they well, they had to give up the last five years, but. That's a story for a different day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right. If it's it, not the but, Lakers. But, but I also, you know, like, I think Kevin Durant's going to be the first. Now, Kyrie could sign before Kevin Durant, but I think Ke- Kevin Durant's going to start the dominoes. Do you think Kevin's leaving? Yeah. I think they're going to win it and he's going to bounce. Oh, man. Go back to back to back and bounce. Yeah. Yeah. A three-peat and bounce? Yeah, I think that's what's going down. Is he going to New York, too? That's, I mean, I think that that's, like, the the biggest, like, uh, um, shot in the dark for me. What if Kyrie like, What if Kyrie signs first as he's staying in Boston, KD leaves and goes to Boston? <laughs> that'd be dope. No, it wouldn't. I mean, no, it be, wouldn't. That'd be a fucking problem. I if, would hate if, it. Especially if they were able to keep Jason Tatum. I mean, if they were rolling out Kyrie Tatum and, and Durant, it'd be I, it'd be game over. I feel like I feel like the only way he'd go to Boston is in a signing trade because I feel like Golden yeah, State yeah, wouldn't yeah, let yeah, him. Exa- yeah, that could definitely happen. That's that's for sure. Uh, but Kyrie could go. A d- now, if he wants to, if you really want to go, and I this is I actually forgot about this thought. Um, but when I initially heard the Kyrie comments, um, I was like, well, go to like a small market team. Like the, the NBA is so against it. Like the NBA has tried so hard to give small market teams a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, why don't you just go pick somewhere where you can just hoop? You know what I mean? You're not, you're not distracted all the time. Like Indiana doesn't have that many nightclubs, I'm sure, you know, or <laughs> that. So the paparazzi, there's not as many famous people living in these Milwaukee's and Indiana's and Denver's and Portland's and 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 Utah's and San Antonio's. There's not as many people living there. Yeah. So it's like the distractions aren't there. The paparazzi's not there. You're playing for the Boston Celtics. Oh, dude, I just I didn't even think. What if he went to San Antonio? What if Kyrie and Demar te- teamed up? Demar, Kyrie, and Lamarcus Aldridge. Well, dude, throw Kyrie. We could go through all 30 teams. <laughs> it's like throw Kyrie on there. It's fuck yeah, we're rolling now. <laughs> Because he's a top talent, no doubt. He's a, he's one of the he's one of the he's one of like the five or six like championship closers in the game. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, he's the one that hit that shot to win that series. But I hate him in the media, whether it's right or wrong. You know, whether it's justified, I still I just hate hear. I hate his well, it's, quotes. Every time I hear his quotes, I fucking hate him. It's so interesting because um, 
and we we talked a little bit about this conference last week, the the Sloan Analytics Conference uh, that was in Boston last week. Uh, Adam Silver had some comments about today's NBA player and how they're so isolated. And it's like when you see them, all they do is like when you see them pregame, it's like they got their headphones on. They're looking down at their phone. They're not really like they they are completely isolated from the outside world. And it was just crazy to see that the commissioner is taking notice of today's players and how they're interacting with the media and uh, interacting with fans and interacting with today's world uh, with the developments in technology. Uh, so it was really interesting to see the, the, that perspective. That whole like cultural shift has definitely affected the NBA. Hundred percent. Well, and it's just like and it's affected it in fam- good. It's affected it in good and bad ways. They're getting social medias in grade school, middle school. They're famous by middle school because of how good they are at basketball. In high school, they're basically celebrities, verified. You yeah, know, they got like, the tra- they got the, the blue country, check mark traveling the country. And, you know, growing up, they're, they're not around a lot of people. They keep a s- small circle because people are after them. People see where they're going. Uh, people may... They also got know, a lot of yes men around them. Yes men and the haters, you know, people that despise them because they know that they're going to be successful. So I'm sure they're isolated. They're only around basketball coaches in the gym all the time. Um, and that's, you know, being in your headphones and on your phone, that's the world we live in is like you live through your social media yeah it's like and that's how you express yourself i mean i remember i I, like my generation like not my generation but like i remember myself like i i like express myself through like the way i dressed and like you know being more outgoing yeah and and, you know stuff like that so you saw like you saw a more outgoing person in warm-ups as to now the kid has his headphones on and he's looking at his phone yeah and I, and it's like I remember like when I was in high school like on the basketball team or like even in in travel balls like before games with my headphones on yeah. like just like getting prepped people being view, in the zone. like how people view them they don't give a fuck yeah but like if their shit's tight on and their clouds up like they yeah. like on on you know social media it's all good they they like they get their confidence from that they're like I don't give a fuck if you like me I have you know five hundred thousand followers it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it's that that instant gratification. But it's definitely affected the league. I mean, LeBron's LeBron's uh, like class was kind of the first ones to bring it on, and now we're to the point where these kids have had social media their whole life. Yeah, and I mean, like like I said, it's it's done good things and bad things for the league. Most notably, good. It's it's it's, glo- it's it. globalized and made the game worldwide. But in a in a bad sense, it has isolated the players. It has made them more combative yeah. with the media. And basically wanting to be more private, and that's how well that's, that's how you're perceived is through your social media and your media exposure. Yep. Like that's how that's the person you are. Is that your profile? That's it's, the only way these has nothing these do fans with get to know are. the players. Yeah, it has nothing to do with who you are. It has to do with what your profile is looking like. Yeah, but all right, let's uh let's kind of get into what the playoff picture is looking like right now. Yeah. Um, back in October. Actually, on your birthday, we recorded an episode yep. Yep. Uh, where we predicted what we thought the the playoff picture was going to look like. We predicted the the one through eight seeds for both the West and Eastern conferences. I don't know if you want to go through and uh, say what we had then. I don't know if you have it pulled up. I I do. I and last episode I couldn't remember, but I was eleven. I'm eleven of sixteen right now. Yeah, and then so I went back and checked. I have ten out of the sixteen right. Um, do you want to, 
the, I mean, for the most part, like, I'm pretty proud of what I, I mean. I feel like I did pretty well. Um, you know, I did have uh, I do have five teams that are outside looking in. But uh, as far as like Miami goes, Miami for sure is still in the hunt. Um, they're only a half game. They're only a half game back or they're tied for the the eighth seed right now. They're just losing the tiebreaker to Orlando. Um, no, they're well, Orlando's 30 and 35. Miami's 29 and 34. Yeah, so well, so they're a game back, but no, but winning percentage wise. Oh, winning percentage wise, yeah. Oh, I guess I guess I'm just looking at games behind, so they're all eighteen and a half games behind. Yeah, but place. no, winning percentage wise, yeah, Orlando's a, at forty six, forty six point two. Yeah, and so forty six. Yeah. Um. So, but they're like right there. I mean, it's one like no Miami. Miami still has a point. chance. So Miami, and then obviously we talked about LA. So LA has an outside chance. Probably not going to make it. Yeah. You know that leaves me with I was definitely wrong on Washington D.C. But yeah, I had them at the seven seed. That uh, I and I had them at the seven seed as well. Uh, but they, you know, it, there's like we know what happened. Um, yeah, exactly. They, John Wall being hurt, coming coming in and out of and shape. And then the other one, New Orleans, we knew what happened there. Um, I picked them to be in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I had them at the five seed in the West. Uh, but Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, he's balling. Julius Randle both killed for them, which I thought was going to happen. Just no Anthony, you know, Anthony Davis not being there in his head. Is, yeah, that um, whole situation just fucked them. That'll ruin it. So uh, I was definitely wrong about them, but. I don't feel too bad about picking Dallas because Dallas was my dark horse for the preseason, and uh, I listen, was they've more, had I was more throwing shade on Denver. I didn't <laughs> take Denver, and they're obviously the second. They're the second they, seed right now. They proved us both wrong. Um, but I, I mean, for the most part, I think uh, I've done pretty well. Listen, da- Dallas. The Lakers are the, the Lakers are definitely the worst call of the year so far. Well, I mean, Vegas had their over under set at forty eight and a half. But uh, I got I had OKC at four. They're at three. Feel pretty good about that. I had OKC at four. I had Houston at three. I had Utah at six. Utah's at six. Yep. So did I. Golden State was number one. That's pretty like much a given. I I had Portland at the eight seed, and they're they're up to the four seed. Portland's playing really well. They they added Dennis Cancer, which is a huge addition off the bench for them. The East I damn near nailed. I just have to switch Milwaukee and Boston. Like I had Milwaukee as the five seed and Boston as the one. <laughs> I, had, I had I had Indiana as the four seed. They're the three seed. I had Philly as the I had uh, I had Philly as the three and they're the five or they're the four. So I had like Indian Philly flip. Yeah. And then I had Toronto at two and Toronto's two. Yeah, I had Toronto at two, Philly at three. They're at four. Uh, Indiana I had at five. The top five were pretty much. A lock. Detroit, I had at eight, and they're actually at six. Yep. So that that's pretty impressive. And they and they could be the eight seed. They're like in that mix of teams where yeah, and they've they've gone on a run uh, yeah, since since the All Star break. And I, I, Orla- I, Orlando really has come out uh, the All Star game or the All Star break strong. Uh, I think they're seven and three in their last ten. Yeah, seven and three in their last ten. Uh, they're thirty and thirty five. But I mean, this team we thought was going to be at the bottom of the East. Uh, at the, Man, at the beginning at, of the season, I'm looking at the awards for that pick. So funny. Oh no. Um, I definitely like Braun. Definitely fucked me when it comes to picking awards. I see. I knew you were giving uh, too much love to him. Braun, uh, my my all NBA um, 
my all NBA team was Russell and Harden, which could think, could probably happen. I think that could happen. Um, then I had Giannis and Braun. Obviously, Giannis is going to get in there. Braun's not. And then I had Embiid at center, which I think is going to be the center. So yeah, I think three of my guys are lock. I think Embiid, Harden, and Giannis are a lock. My first team All NBA was Kyrie, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, and AD. So I was way off. So you got Harden right, maybe yeah. Kawhi. Yeah, I doubt it. I think I think they're going to give the forwards to Giannis and Paul George. I and rightfully so. Yeah. So, but I mean that that second guard spot's kind of for grabs right now, in my mind, as far as the first team, it, you know, all NBA. Yeah. So if if the playoffs were to end today, yeah. Uh, some some intriguing playoff matchups. Uh, obviously, I think the most intriguing matchup in the East in the first round would be the four five matchup with Philly and Boston. Yeah, that's definitely kicking it off with a bang. <laughs> Uh, and then even in the West, the four-five matchup right now is the Port- Portland Trailblazers versus the Houston Rockets. Yeah, the Rocket, the 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 Rockets would be lucky if that's who they pulled first round, and I think that's set up for Portland to have a real quick exit again. And then a really intriguing matchup, I think, would be Oklahoma City uh, at the three spot, and then the Utah Jazz at the six spot. Uh, it's, a tough, both, it's a tough matchup for Oklahoma City. It's a tough matchup for Oklahoma City, but both of those home crowds are two of the best home crowds in the entire NBA. Uh, and then, obviously, with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Could uh, be like a Knicks Pacers of the 90s. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope to watch. Get a wild uh, home atmosphere. Yeah, and then the the Denver Nuggets Clippers series is intriguing to me uh the the 2-7 matchup nuggets are losing the first round dude mark my words that's happening no matter who they play no matter who they play okay clip show fucking utah san antonio the sacramento kings (laughs) i don't care dude (laughs) they're losing that first round i don't they got a passive center as their go-to it's not getting it done so game and then right right now the the one eight matchup in the in the West would be Greg Popovich versus the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. How many games would you give Pop in in the first round of the playoffs versus the Warriors? Six. I think he goes. I you think, think you think two. the Spurs could win two games? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Durant, no, I'm I'm just asking. First of all, it's like that one of those games, one of the first four is going to go down to the wire, just statistically, yeah. you know, likely. And Demar can close a game, so. I think DeMar could definitely win him a game. And then, you know, I think Popovich can win him a game just by purely outcoaching him. Yeah. Now, the 2-7 matchup in the East right now would be the Raptors versus the Nets. And I that uh, to me, that's a sweep waiting to happen. Yeah. I mean, the sw- the, I think the 1-2, I think Raptors, Bucks, both got a sweep coming, no matter who they play. Yeah. And then, I mean, Indiana, Detroit is interesting. Uh, D- Detroit really has has the chance to pull off. I think Detroit's a Detroit pull off is, an upset. Detroit is definitely like that one someone I wouldn't want to play in the first round. Well, especially if you're Indiana without your star player. Less possessions. Yeah, Indiana's set up to as as great as they've been. It's it's yeah. hard to win in the playoffs without your star player. Yeah, they're set up to lose a seven game series, and which is like I mean. That's contradicting to how they've been playing all year. They just keep winning, and they're a great team from top to bottom. But in a seven-game series, when you have the focus on one team for seven games. Yeah, and and Detroit's like a bad um, 
Yeah, it's a, bad, a horrible matchup. A bad for them. matchup, you know. Uh, they have like the bigs to combat Indiana's bigs because I, I think Indiana's strength is their bigs, but Detroit has you know the better bigs. Not in, you know not in necessarily yeah individually maybe like better players, but like the rotation is far, you know Indiana's yeah. I think is is just as good if not better than like a Blake Griffin Drummond Thon Maker rotation. Yeah, definitely. But it, I mean, listen, this this NBA season, like like the past couple of years in in both conferences, is going to come down to the wire. Always and, great, and it's it's going to be a lot of musical chairs over lot, the next five yeah, weeks. Yeah, I just always look at the group of names. It's never that order. Yeah, no, I mean, what what it is now is definitely not what it'll be in five weeks. I think Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee, Toronto are definitely going to be one, two in that order. And I, and I definitely think Golden State's going to be number one. But outside of that, everything could change. Do you, so you think Denver has a chance to fall out of the two spot? Just because just because I think Oklahoma City right now is rolling. Yeah, no, they've been playing very well lately. I mean, they, they, they don't necessarily have the best record, like, as far as, like, last 10. But uh, just, like, Paul George, how, you know, his level no, of play He's right taking now, his game to the next level. Russell's locked in. Um, so I just think they're going to put the pressure on Denver – and so so is Portland. Portland still, I mean, you know, the Mama's boys can still hoop. I think they're <laughs> seven and three in their last ten. Yeah, they are. So no, I mean Brian Windhorst said uh, I think it was earlier today on the jump. He thinks Paul George is a serious candidate for MVP, Most Improved, and Defensive Player of the Year. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a candidate for Most Improved at all. I just don't think I don't think we've seen like that like that huge of a jump. Yeah. in his game like we we he's been you know he's been a killer before got injured came back um has been productive the last couple of years yes he took a step this year and being like the old takeover paul george i think he's finally like him and russ are just really comfortable now yeah um, they figured it out and so yeah he's taking a step but not a bigger step than siakam d'angelo russell um there's another there was another good one uh, but like those guys, I think for sure get it over him. Yeah, defensive player of the year, I think he's a candidate, and but not a winner. And MVP, I definitely think he's a candidate, but not a winner. Yeah, I, I when when I saw it, I was like, he, yeah, he's a candidate for all three, but I don't think he's gonna win it. I don't think he's any a candidate for most improved, and I don't think he's a winner for the other two. But for sure, deserves an MVP nomination, and that's yes. like. That's, I mean, that's enough, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's going to be first team all NBA. Yeah, that'd be dope. Which is tough to do with Braun and Kevin, like Braun and Kevin Durant probably aren't going to be in the first team this year. Yeah, which is, which is pretty crazy. And, and, and Durant's missed it before, but it's like you're, you're putting big, big time names be, uh, behind you. Yeah. So for the past three years, or this will be the third year now, uh, in the summer, uh, there's been a new basketball league, if you haven't heard, which I'm sure you've heard of. Uh, it's the Big Three. Yes, sir. Run, run by the one and only Ice Cube. Yeah, I love it. Play And uh, players ran league. Uh, 50% of the revenue goes to the players. Yep. So that's, like, I think one of the one of the coolest parts about the Big Three. And yeah. Just the, uh, the emergence of three-on-three three as a game in general, being in the Olympics now. Yeah. Um, is cool so this year they have added i think i believe it's three three new teams yep 
Uh, so they are going to have an expansion draft. Uh, and each year, uh, the teams don't stay the same. The only team, I believe, that stays the same is the champion uh, from the previous year. Uh, so each year, there's a, an expansion draft, and everybody gets shuffled around, and, and new players enter uh, the draft pool uh, every year. So uh, over the past few weeks, the big three has kind of rolled out their – So this year, though, they're, I think they're returning players, right? Yeah. Like this year, I think like the teams that were last year are coming back. They added three teams and they added a roster spot. Right. So it'll be similar to the NBA, whereas like we can, you know, they might lose like a guy to free agency or right. whatnot. Right. But it'll be like, you know, Glenn Davis, Chris Anderson, and whoever else it was on that team. The yeah. Power or whatever it was. Yeah. Maggetti. Maggetti, Chris Anderson, and Glenn Davis. Like, they were on power last year. I think they'll be on power this year. Mm -hmm. And then every single team has added a roster spot. Mm -hmm. So every team gets to add another roster, and we have three new teams. Okay. So, yeah, so basically over the last few weeks, uh, the the big three has kind of rolled out their their roster for this draft expansion. This um, is the, the new player pool. So these yeah. guys will all be like fair game to every team. Yes. So any team can draft these players. So uh, we kind of wanted to go over some of the big names that we thought were kind of dope it's, that, that it's, are, might be playing in the big three next it's year. It's definitely an awesome list of players. Uh, it's, it's, it's such a cool league to see, you know, all these guys that we've watched our whole lives, um, all different stories. And it's interesting to see who, like, still wants to hoop. You know, it's like, damn. So, like, like, for instance, Johan Petro. Um, he's in the player pool. And, I haven't heard that name probably in seven years. And, and I mean, I, you know, being from the Seattle area, uh, I obviously know who Johan Petro is, yeah. uh, former Sonics first round draft pick, but it's like that dude didn't look like he wanted to ball when he was 19. And it's like the fact that he's in the player pool is funny to me, but, yeah. uh, yeah. What, I mean, some of the biggest names, I think, uh, the, the big, big one was Gilbert Arenas. That's probably the biggest name. That's the number one pick. Um, I got to assume. As I would far say as, like, so. All these guys go. Uh, but there's some cool things. Steve Blake, uh, yeah, back in former there. Laker. I love Eddie house. Carlos Arroyo was big time. Yeah. Uh, Will Bynum. Will Bynum. Shannon Brown. Another former Shannon Laker. Brown's a good one. And then, you know, uh, Terrence Williams, a Seattle kid. He's oh, in, that's tight. I didn't see that. Yeah, Terrence Williams is in there. Um, Eddie Curry, Greg Oden, Lamar Odom. Oh, shot. Okay, we got to talk about Lamar for a second because that is incredible. And then, yeah, and he's made an incredible comeback, and it's cool that like this is the league that he's la landing into because I think it's a really good transition for And I him. think it's perfect because it it's perfect for him because it's not full court. It's not full court. There's no pressure, really, you know, and he's in, like – He's in an atmosphere where he's loved. Yeah. And, that, and, and he has some support. And I think that's probably what he needs right now. And at the end of the day, all these guys, there is like a, a combine that these guys go through yeah. to where the teams can look at look at these guys yeah, and see yeah, what they have yeah. to offer. So if, there's definitely some dudes that are like the dudes that are in shape are definitely the ones that got the edge. Yeah, exactly. So it's like if if a team doesn't really think Lamar can play, he might not get drafted. Yeah. But at least he's getting the chance to throw his name in the hat. But two guys that I think we we could talk about that are definitely like uh, may not be the names that pop up to everybody is first of all Frank Nitty, oh the legendary when I saw the legendary this. street baller never played in the league. He's got to be the first big three player to have never played in the league. 
He, uh, he might be. Yeah, I mean, I got to assume he's got to be the first one. Um, but but he's just had such a... Back-to-back uh, Drew League MVP. Drew League MVP, which is kind of known as one of the most elite men's leagues in the country. Yeah. Um, basically like a pro-am it's, it's the big. It's the biggest summer pro-am, uh, if, if not in the country, at least Los Angeles and, yeah. and the West Coast. Yeah, it's big time, and so he he can definitely hoop, and a lot of you know he's busting a lot of NBA players in that league. Yeah, he uh, busted Denzel Valentine bad, and a lot of people uh, you know comment that he should be in the league. So this will be a, a lot good. of NBA players say he should be in the yeah, league. Yeah, and uh, he's a former teammate of Damian Lillard. Yeah, they played at Weber at, State together. At Weber State, so. he played on the games Drew League team. And so shout he, out the game exactly, and so he so he's gonna be interesting to see where he goes, and then the other one, Royce White. Yeah, uh, Royce White is really interesting. If he's kind of like if you were around, you know, the basketball world, uh, his 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 one year in college and then his draft prospect. He's a really interesting story. Yeah, he 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 deals with uh, a lot of mental health stuff. Uh, he has anxiety. He has a fear of flights. Uh, so it ultimately ended up leading to the Houston Rockets releasing him. This guy was a top ten draft pick. Yeah, he built was like a stud. LeBron. Did everything at Iowa State. Um, a really good basketball player. I was super excited to see him in the league, and I really hoped he would get past that uh, anxiety stuff. But what's really interesting is I just was reading an article about Royce White picking up mixed martial arts and trying to get into the UFC. Yeah. Well, at 6'8", 245 pounds, <laughs> I think there's probably a spot for him somewhere. Somewhere. But, I mean, that's like – if you got troubles with anxiety, try getting locked into a cage with somebody. I mean, that just well, seems and he like a, a he person has a, that has anxiety's nightmare. But it also practicing martial arts is probably really good for him. Exactly, it's that sense of discipline, that sense of structure yeah. and order. Yeah. yeah, but UFC and like pro <laughs> fighting—that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, but I mean, hey, listen—if if the big three can work out for him, that'd be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to see him. I definitely think he's getting picked. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. All right, so so yeah, we were gonna. I, I was just saying we should we should uh, we both have the list in front of us. There's even more names than we mentioned, but we were just gonna do a quick draft, schoolyard style, NBA yeah. All Star style. Scar will go first. Um, I'll go second. Well, I'm we'll going just, first. Yeah, and then we'll just trade back and forth um, six times. We'll have a team of six. Okay. We'll see what our three on three team is looking like. All right. So, so and uh, one sec, I'm gonna keep track of this. Okay. All right. Well, you can just you can just write down Gilbert because that's my first pick. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, not not a bad pick. I got Hibachi, right. Agent Zero. Yeah, and then uh, I think after that, the best. Ba- I'm trying to think of like who's the guy that's like the best shape. Yeah. Who's still hooping? Who's still doing their own thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but. At the end of the day, I think I got to go with uh, I got to go with the hometown guy. Got to go with Terrence Williams. All right, he's been playing overseas. I know he's in shape. He might not be in the best shape of all these guys, but I know he can do a little bit of everything for the three on three team too. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think my next pick somebody we didn't talk about already. There we go. Uh, but it's a center. And it's a big. Yeah, there's some good ones. And he's a junkyard dog by the name of Kendrick Perkins. That's a good one, Kendrick. 
So I got Gilbert Arenas and Kendrick Perkins not, so not, far. Not a bad, not a bad three on three team. <laughs> um, all right. Well, the next one I, I've got to go. I got to go with versatility and someone that's played in the league relatively soon. I'm going with the guy that I don't think we talked about either, but Perry Jones. Oh, Perry Jones, a three former Baylor, for, former Baylor stud. I think he had a huge potential, and you know he dropped in the draft, and then he's short. Played for a okay. He's what? He's isn't he the short one? No, no, no. Perry Jones like six ten, six eleven. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, he, he got drafted by Oklahoma City. Who was the small guard for Baylor? The really tiny one. Oh, I don't know. Fuck. I'd, I'd have to really think. No, about no I that. know who I know who Perry Jones is now. That yeah. now that you said he's the six ten guy. Yeah, yep. and he's okay. still in his twenties. Yeah. So um, I liked him. I like him off the draft. Okay. All right. Um, next pick for me. I gotta go with the former Laker, Steve Blake. That's a good one. I thought you, I thought you might go Steve Blake. Um, all right. Well, in the third round, I think, uh, and I think I gotta, I think I gotta go with this guy. I know he's not, he's not someone that a lot of people know. And this is definitely when we read the names back, like it probably the names don't sound as good for me. <laughs> but uh, I gotta go with Mike Taylor. Okay. Um, all right. I know Mike Taylor's playing playing pro ball right now. He's my age. Um, he's the first uh, guy to ever be brought to the NBA from the D League. Okay. Um, so kind of the first success ever from the D League. Played for the Clippers, um, but he's been playing overseas for ten years. I think he's gonna he's gonna come into the this league and probably play pretty well. I don't think it's necessarily the biggest names that crush in this league. No, it's not. And he's like a bigger guard, so he can do a little bit. Yeah. All right. So for me, with the fourth pick, uh, I gotta go with Royce White. I mean. I'm su- yeah. I'm surprised you didn't take him earlier, but I I yeah. think uh, he'd be the perfect first man off the bench in in a three on three game. Yeah, he's gonna get uh, he's gonna get some buckets. He's he's gonna be a good player for, um, in this league. I I can't wait to watch. I I mean I hope he just dominates because <laughs> he really he was like a twenty and ten guy in college. He, yeah, he's a stud. Um, but uh, for my next pick, um, I'm gonna go with another guard. And this guy just seems like a three-on-three player to me. It's Carlos Arroyo. Ooh, uh, I like that. Carlos Arroyo, to me, I think of the and one mixtape tour. Oh yeah, um, that's the kind of he was. He was an and one sneak. He was signed to their to them. Yep. Puerto Rican guy torched in the in the uh, Olympics. Torched. Oh yeah. I mean, just served people up. Got Puerto Rico into the Olympics single-handedly. Uh, so I'm I'm going Carlos Arroyo. All right, for me, fifth pick. I gotta go with my man LO, Lamar Odom. Yeah. I don't know if I could take Lamar. I'm taking him. I got I got faith he's he's yeah. he's taking this series and, and he's on the right track. That's it's so funny. Um God, I, I just I wanna take him, but at the same time I'm just like that's just a terrible pick. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh I'm gonna I'm gonna stick away from him. I, I don't think I'm gonna do it. Uh but I'm gonna go with my last guard. I'm going with Booby Gibson. Uh, he's the guy. Were you saying you're staying away from Frank Nitty? No, Greg Oden. Oh, don't stay far away from Greg. Yeah, Oden. yeah, no. But Booby Gibson, he's another guy that I just think in the three-on-three game is just gonna, he's gonna torch. Yeah, he's just spot he up, spot up, four-point king. Um, he's a good one, and he's got a ton of confidence. All right, and then the last pick for me. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you uh, have your guy last. Uh, I'm gonna take C.J. Watson. My guy last. Yeah. 
Who's my guy? Uh, I thought you were going to take Frank Nitty last. No, I, no, I don't think he's he's going to get a chance. Um, and I mean, he's probably going to have some good spots, but I don't know if he's necessarily going to be like a stud in the league. Um, the, I mean, all the guards I think are good. Like I, yeah, all Will guys, Bynum, C.J. Watson, yeah. Shannon Brown. But in three on three, I need versatility. And um, I loved this dude in college coming out. He was all, I wish that he uh, worked out a little better in the pros. I think not I know who you're going with. Not that he was terrible, but Rodney Carney. Oh, that's not who I thought you were going to go with. From Memphis before Cal Park. Or actually, now that I think about it, I don't know if he was there with Cal Park. I thought you were going to go with Josh Selby. Josh Selby's good, too. Uh, I thought about it. But but my team, uh, with my sixth pick, Rodney Carney. Now I have, you know, Rodney Carney, Perry Jones, and Terrence Williams are kind of like. Not bad. They're all big. Uh, they're all like perimeter, kind of want to float on the perimeter type of guys. So, like, you know, I think they all can guard a big guy, and uh, they uh, pose problems for the small guys. Yeah. And then all um, uh, Arroyo's going to be my starting guard. Booby Gibson's my backup guard, and those are wh- where my scoring's coming from. All right. So, all right. So, run run us the names real quick. So, uh, so for my team was Terrence Williams, Perry Jones, Mike Taylor, Carlos Arroyo, Booby Gibson, and Rodney Carney. And then yours was Gilbert Arenas, Kendrick Perkins, Steve Blake, Royce White, Lamar Odom, C.J. Watson. I love it. You definitely got to – You love definitely it. have, like, the – the better resume as far as like uh accomplishments but yeah I don't the know. accolades i would like to see a carlos arroyo gilbert arenas matchup um i would definitely put perry jones on kendrick which i think kendrick will be able to do some things with position but perry jones is definitely more athletic well he's more athletic he's so a lot, who, lot longer who's your third starter so i'm starting gilbert and kendrick and kendrick you're gonna start royce lamar cj CJ and Blake, that you're gonna be small. Yeah. And when I roll Terrence Williams out there, he's got a guard <laughs> skill set. Yeah. And he's way bigger than them. I probably gotta go LO or Royce White just because he's more recently. Yeah. Yeah. He's more of a forward. He can, yeah. He can play big and small. Yeah. I probably go Royce White. A lot of these teams go two bigs. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, because it's three on three, so they have more space. You know, they're so effective. Like Jason Maxiel is super effective. Yeah, Glenn Davis is super effective. Chris Anderson and I mean Chris Anderson and Big Big Baby Davis are on the same team, and they make it work perfectly. Yep. So, but yeah, you you got a shout out before we get yeah, out. Yeah, I got here? a good one. I'm I'm excited that I that I remember this one, but it is the third anniversary. Third anniversary. Third anniversary of Nate Diaz beating Conor McGregor. <laughs> And uh, this this this, day, this, this special story. to me because I it's one of my favorite uh, sports memories of all time. Um, but yeah, I mean that's uh, it's it's always good when this day rolls give, around. Can we give the people the story? The the story in a nutshell. I, I won't I won't bore you with the long version. But basically, um, I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings at the time. As did I. And we were there the, that night. Yeah, together. we were we were working that night, and it was cool. I mean, I I love all the boys were there that night. Uh, I lo- it was a ton of fun. We weren't like I wasn't working while the fight was going on. In between the rounds, we would do something. But yeah, um, I got to see every second of the actual fight, and uh, there was obviously hecklers for Conor McGregor, and I or I was obviously a heckler for Conor McGregor. Yeah, I was going for Nate Diaz. And he obviously wins. Um, so, you know, huge upset. I mean, uh, one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen in sports. And then um, I grabbed the mic. And yeah, I, we, we had a microphone at the restaurant. We had a microphone to make announcements over the PA and all this, you know. 
And uh, I get on the mic and I just said Stockton, motherfucker. Yeah. And everyone, no one noticed. I think people thought it was the TV. Nobody noticed. It was and, great. Uh, you know, we were getting into it with the other fans. It was a good time. It was yeah. just hype. Yeah. And it was hype. It was, I mean, the place was packed. I, oh, dude, the restaurant was packed wall to wall. And, it was I, just and the, so, the crowd was split down the middle, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, because Nate was a California kid, Northern yeah. California, but still a California kid and an American. Yeah. And uh, Conor McGregor was the biggest, you know, the most famous athlete at the time. Yeah. But yeah, so we te- we teased it at the top. I don't really have a shout out, but it's more of an announcement. Uh, like I said in the intro, you make sure to listen to the end of the show uh, so you could hear about the TSK show bracket challenge. Now that March is here, we are happy to announce the 2019 TSK show bracket challenge. We're hosting an NCAA March Madness bracket challenge for the second year now. Yep. Uh, and if you want to join, all you have to do is go to our Facebook or Twitter at TSK show and click the link for ESPN's tournament challenge and join our group. Our group name is TSK show MM challenge. So TSK show, the letter M, the letter M for March Madness challenge. Uh, if you want to search the group on the ESPN tournament challenge app or web page and like last year, the prize for this year's TSK show bracket challenge is a $25 Visa gift card. Huge. Yeah, big money. Big time. Game changer. Yeah. So be sure to enter the TSK Show Bracket Challenge. We had all, we had like 50 entries last year, so we want to get it up this year to even more entries, uh, try and give as many people a chance to, to win the prize as possible. Uh, and with, with March Madness being here, it's one of the best times of the year in sports. Uh, obviously, the first uh, two weekends – uh, and the first two days, really, uh, of March Madness are one of the two best days uh, of all time. Yep. Two, best, two of the best days of the year. Yeah. So March Madness is always fun, and, and this is a, another great chance for us to interact with, with the fans of the show. Yes, sir. So with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show in the search bar. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK Show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to the TSK Show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace. Later.